Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and uh, I play Civ 6. <laughs> that sounded like such a defeated... It is. It, it really is. Uh, I am Jay, and I play Heroes of Might and Magic 7. <laughs> Going for another year where it's your top, top, uh, <laughs> top played game, right? Top 98%. Uh, I'm Josh, and I repeatedly bang my head against the wall in Carnegie versus uh, Trevor. So, you know, I feel like I had a brief moment where I almost got competent in the game. <laughs> and now the last game, I'm like, what the, what just freaking happened? Like, so. Yeah. Um, That's part almost... of the reason I want to play it in person is one of these days I just want to sit down next to you and watch the, the way that you look at, like, you know, because the way that the, the way that the, like, areas and actions are laid out I, I i don't even know how you describe that you know the part i'm talking about where it's like you're talking you know, about the if, timeline board yeah is that what it's called where it's like if you take this um right action it's gonna it's gonna trigger the south you know if you take this action it's gonna be donations right so um yeah <clears throat> yeah i want to play it in person as well because there are, we've played how many games have we played of it Oh say. man! If you told me thirty-six, I would believe you. I think that's probably accurate, or at least pretty close. And there are things about the game um, that I still don't understand. So, <laughs> <laughs> because Board Game Arena does it all for us, right? I, yeah, there's, yeah, I get it. I, I I kind of understand most of the ways to score, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, like there's some nuance to it that I'm I think I'm missing some of it, but um like well, the scoring that always frustrates me is the the linking large cities. I I just am always like I feel like you always kick my trash in that particular scoring element. And then you also beat me in every other scoring element roughly. But that one I'm always just like I clearly don't even understand anything about that game or how to make it happen, you know, like <laughs> I um I guess to give some some view behind the curtain here, um, we've played roughly 35 to 40 games, you and I. We've played two games with you, your brother, and I. And I've played, um, I think I've played some other games with maybe my wife. I don't remember. So I've played roughly 45 games of this, of this game. And um, I have never lost. So that that frames it right there. I've never lost. I still don't necessarily understand what I'm doing, but I I have a better grasp than anybody who's played against me thus far. And your brother basically rage quit and said he's not. I was this game, this I was game with me ever again. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. He's which is hilarious because it's like he freaking trashes us in about every other game we play with him. Yeah. But as soon as uh, as soon as he can't just like come out on top, he's done. Which. <laughs> Also, for the record, it is glorious, the games of Through the Ages that three of us have started playing, because, number one, beating him gets me so much experience, so being able to beat him because you and I got him, basically got our boots on his throat and just kept him there. I, the last game we played where he was last, I'm like, this is amazing. Right, he basically just turned into a resource for us to mine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so amazing. So... Uh, news and announcements with uh, Discount Games Inc. Um, we are entering the world where <laughs> uh, most Games Workshop pre-sales will just sell out 
pretty quickly within 24 hours of the launch. And so I'll keep harping. You should, uh, I've read reviews that the new, the old world or whatever is like super good. That's one of the ones will sell out right away. Right. It did. it, It sold out. Yes. Um, and okay. So like I, I've, I saw a headline that was like, this is the best game that Games Workshop has made in 10 years. Oh, I feel like I might have seen the same headline. Yeah. And it's like, A, talk about damning with the faintest of praise. (laughs) B, how do I know? One of my favorite hobbies. Sure. How do we know that this isn't someone who has Stockholm Syndrome that, you know, is writing this article so or it's literally just an ai that games workshop put out into the world to generate uh, yeah that's fair too yeah <laughs> so anyway as always send me an email and uh and i'll help you with pre-sales and it'll be amazing so i'm i'm very excited for this episode because <laughs> I, I get to blame trevor for the life choices that led to this point where we're now going to review rebel moon. Listen, the... I wish that I were a professionally things. qualified movie reviewer because we were reviewing this thing. Like I know that I will not bring enough nuance to uh, this discussion, but I want to so badly. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Where, where do we want to start with this? <laughs> like, like I, I want to start with, okay, go ahead, Trevor. I, I want to start with, with, uh, where do I want to start? I want to start with an apology to my co-host. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Okay. Okay. For making them watch this movie. I, I, I did it because I thought they would make good content and and now let's deliver. Go ahead. Well, well, it will good be good content. content probably. I want to just imagine like if I'm, if I'm pitching this movie to somebody, how I would pitch it because I got done watching it and I'm like, Oh, I know how to pitch it. Okay, well, I want to hear your pitch. I'll start with mine, which is like Star Wars and Games Workshop had a baby, and they shouldn't have. <laughs> um, I, I'll pitch it as Seven Samurai, but crappy. Oh, jeez. Oh, that's true. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we'll we'll get we'll get into this. We'll get into this because I'm going to. This is the this is the note that I'm going to tap on repeatedly through this song. It, it's. <laughs> It, it drives this is the me, line, baby. Yes, it drives me insane. So anyway, Jay. <laughs> All right, Jay. Okay, so I think I've shown this meme before, but there is <laughs> we we can do this is this is a a throwback repeat of a a Dink Doon meme. Well, I was to say we know our fans love audio. Um, yes. Portrayals so of. I, I will again describe the Dink Doon meme that is. Um, that is Rebel Moon, or the Rebel Moon bitch. Yes. So there is this meme where there is a little girl, and she is holding a cat down on paper and tracing around the cat. And then you see the picture of what she drew, and it's you know this little kid's drawing of a cat. And then the caption has says the the cat that's being held down is Dune. And the little girl is George Lucas. <laughs> yes, I've seen this. The drawing is Star Wars. And all you need to do is, you know, the cat is Star Wars. The girl is, my, main just, my mind just blanked, um, but the director of this. Um, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Um, and then the drawn cat is Rebel Moon. <laughs> Uh, delightful oh, only i feel like i feel like this needs the next level of the meme you know like this is actually like an even younger little girl holding down the drawn cat picture yeah and trying yeah, to draw yeah, yeah, yeah. that picture i mean like this is a copy of a copy of a copy like yeah so i feel like when we have these conversations it often starts with me saying how my expectations were uh, off on this movie and that is again the case on this one. <laughs> I, on, first off, what were your expectations? First off, I did not have expectations that it would be good because it was made by Zack Snyder, and you know it would be foolish to have 
that expectation. So sure, sure. I'm not so guilty of that. Okay. Um, you're, you're you're some kind of fool, but not that kind of fool. Yes. I so I had seen so for example, I fairly regularly fly to L.A. and in L.A. X as an example, they have advertisements of this movie. And so I've seen like the heroes of, of this, I guess you could call them heroes, the the characters of this movie, um, you know, festooned around in, uh, in advertisements. And, and based on that, I kind of thought that this was going to be, I thought it was going to be more of like either a cyberpunk or, dystopian maybe like a um uh what's the ridley scott movie that's like no. blade runner you're talking blade about runner, blade runner yes blade runner oh. 2049 yeah i mean dy- which is dystopian yes or that it was going to be more of a, a harder sci-fi and and then we get into it and it's a space opera um it is which, a western that that is a okay, generous sure. that is a generous use of the term opera sure um it's a space western space yeah. opera those are the, essentially the same thing anyway so yeah and and i think my interest probably would have gone down well okay certainly it would have gone down if i had known that it was a space western because i have zero faith that Zack snyder can do a space western uh, uh that that is factually accurate what do you have <laughs> faith that he could have done jay you know, it is, it is... He's bitten us so many times, it's clear he cannot do Well, anything. that's the thing, like, I don't, I can't think of very many Zack Snyder it, it is productions humor. that I've like, enjoyed. I, I'm like, I'm the only person that, like, loves the Watchman movie. Okay. Um, but I, but I, I You're do not the really... only person, I love it too. But that was him, really, right? That was him, yes. But then again, so, so... most of the comic purists, part of the reason why they hate it is because he did, like, such a literal translation is one of their complaints i guess i don't know but um well i think their issue is the is the is the ending right yes well they're wrong on that but they they are wrong on that but so the only two movies of Zack snyder's that i like are 300 and watchmen and both of them you say the ending because the watchmen ending in the movie departs pretty heavily from the comics right it does oh yes Right. Yes, it, it it is the right thing, like you said, because but that that was the flaw of the comics. I think so. Yes, yeah. to some degree. It's so nonsensical. I mean, I comics, wouldn't even necessarily. Like, what the hell? I I wouldn't necessarily say that the comics is entering is a flaw, but I would say that this is just better. Okay. So the only two movies that he's done or I like are Three Hundred and Watchmen, and both of them have a very clear. Source material script. Source, source material is very clear, right? It gives him it gives him clear guidance. Anytime he easy had, to color in the lines, basically. Yes. Anytime he's been given creative control and said, "You make what you want. Here's your thing. You know, you write your script. I'll uh, uh, sucker punch." He has shown that he can put great scenes together, but that Man, he I, cannot. I to love sucker punch so bad. He cannot put together a great story. Sucker Punch had some great scenes in it, right? There was some scenes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like some serious is, eye candy. Yeah, this was amazing. Like there were, but the whole story was like, what? Mm-hmm. So clearly, he is not to be trusted. That is my I, first. I did, uh, and I, I was not nearly as impressed with Three Hundred as uh, almost anyone else, essentially. So, um, I guess take that for what it's worth. <laughs> um. I, I also knew that, uh, going back to the expectations, um, I knew that Netflix had, uh, I, I guess you guys probably won't even know this. Um, so first off, he, he made two movies at the same time. I, I assume you guys knew that. And the other one is coming out in a few months. The part um, two, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I, I knew that. Okay. I didn't know they were made at the same time. I didn't I know did... the same time thing either, yeah. Yeah, but I did know that there was a, that there's a second one coming soon. And what's your guess on the budget that? Oh no, I feel like this should be an ongoing segment because it puts Trevor and I in such a like lack and of knowledge position. Both, like both movies combined. Okay, so two movies budget for for both. Yeah, of them. I'm going to say three hundred million. 
I'm going to go with 500. So because I you have to... you destroyed me when when we talked about Secret Invasion. <laughs> with that's the why I'm stats. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, it's 166 million for it lands the two of them. Oh really? I learned the wrong lesson again every time. Huh? Which I have to think Netflix feels like they are pretty easily that this this was a good investment for them, like. It doesn't matter to them that this movie. Is I mean, crap. they'll get a view, right? They'll they'll because get enough views just been, on. It was the the number one movie for quite a long time. Yeah, because like people want, like even if you don't know it's a train wreck, people want to watch a train wreck. Like, well, right? or there's, it it is kind of interesting um, comparing Rebel Moon, a movie that in my opinion is objectively bad, to the MCU. I love objectively bad. Okay, yeah, carry on. <laughs> because one had, uh, you know, cultural engagement. My friends wanted to talk about Rebel Moon, and I guess that's not totally true. I did. I have had a few friends who have talked about the new MCU show Echo. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, but it's mostly been like, hey, I watched this show and it was fun. Um. But I I feel like there's been a lot more discussion about Rebel Moon than there has been about you know the latest stuff in the MCU. So people people want to watch the stuff that their friends are watching. They want to talk about the stuff that their friends are watching. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and like there's not um I mean frankly there's not exhaustion for I guess what we what do you want to call it the Zack Snyder universe at this point like yeah well. That, that's- you know, I know we keep harping on that, but that is still the problem with MCU. Like my son-in-law, who is of my <laughs> family now, he is probably the biggest Marvel fan. Like he and I were talking about Echo last night, and we just like we can't even gin up the interest. I'm like, I might find the one scene where Charlie Cox is in it and watch that. Uh, Maybe. I'll I'll convince you to uh, uh, us to get dive into it. But. Yeah, I mean, clearly you will because, like, uh, my other co-host convinced us to watch this thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I, I decided that I was going. I was okay. I went to Brian and I said, "I need to watch Rebel Moon. Do you want me to watch it without you, or do you want us to watch it together?" And and he was like, "Well, we can watch it together. It's fine. I'll be crocheting." And it's not going to matter if I miss something because it's Rebel Moon and (laughs) it doesn't matter if you miss something. (laughs) And so uh, I decided that for science, I was going to make notes on of his comments, his both both of our thoughts and comments. (laughs) Amazing. Um, And so I I guess I, I have a fair number of these notes and comments uh i can probably go through them and you guys can probably jump in and riff on them as well amazing okay sure so we have the opening so so, yeah and this i want to say right here that um i had fairly low expectations because of what i'd seen amongst my peers on social Mm. media Mm -hmm. Uh um and and um I too had a similar feeling to Jay that this was um, more of a traditional space opera or or cyberpunk, um, not a space western. And the opening scene of her plowing a field, a traditional plow, really sort of I was like, oh, this is completely different. Like, than what oh I no, <laughs> yeah, this is completely different than what I thought it was going. I'm to be. in danger, basically. No, I, cause I'm clearly I'm of the three of us. I'm the target audience for a space Western, right? More so than anybody else. Uh, I mean, yes, but I'm pretty, I'm yeah, a pretty you like space Westerns too. I understand. Yeah. But, but like this should be right up my alley <laughs> and I'm like, okay, maybe, maybe this is one of those things that I will, I will love and hate. I will, I will love and feel dirty about it. Right. I'm hoping <laughs> at this sure, point. Sure, sure. Okay. Here's... So anyway, anyway, go. So this okay. This is my second note, actually. So I, I I think I've come to accept about myself that um, I I don't I think that I would enjoy a well done space western, 
Um, but the part that I have a really hard time with is I just can't get over horses and now I, I don't want to accidentally defend Zack Snyder here, but like, sure. That was clearly not a horse in the first, like it had some kind of, you know, bone. I understand. Well done. Yeah. But Jay's point that, that we've gotten to space, right? Yeah. We're, we're on another planet and we have a, we have faster, we have faster than light. Travel and she's and using are... a, a traditional old school iron plow. I wouldn't have a problem if it was like a mechanically assisted plow that was modern and looked similar, and and you have this alien creature pulling it. And and but she is. It looks like we've dropped into 1850. Yeah, yes. fair enough. Yeah, okay, all right, I'm ready. So Carry I on. I just like I feel like you can have the themes and scenes and structure etc you can of a space western without having the freaking livestock like that's all that's all i i don't i like the livestock part because livestock's never going to go away well i mean i think like starfield does a fun job with the quote-unquote livestock like you go to all these different planets and there's like wacky weird looking different things and you're like okay that's clearly some kind of you know herbivorous life sure i mean that's yes but are they your main form of transportation? Uh, well, I, I haven't, uh, I mean, this is kind of a sore spot, but I haven't leveled up important transportation <laughs> skills in, in Starfield. So, I mean, you know, you I'll, I'll, answer, I'll answer that for him. No, they're not. <laughs> but okay. I don't mind livestock being transportation because sometimes the planets have whatever, but I, what I do mind is when that, when like the saddle is, still old school like there's there's sure. reasons yes. there's yes yeah and we're, we're gonna we'll get to another gripe related to this later okay. but okay but anyway this is the opening scene opening scene she's plowing and this then this episode's she gets, gonna take three three recordings i think three episodes at this pace yes <laughs> she gets down on her knees and like gets the, earth the dirt in her hands and starts making out or huffing the earth and i'm just like what is going on yeah, here? She's, she sniffs the dirt, which what, there's another movie where they do that. Making call, out with the dirt. Sorry, I'm I'm dying. <laughs> What's the one where they call them dirt sniffers? I'm, there's a movie where they do that. I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, that's good stuff. All right. Carry on. Okay. Jay. I'm ready. My next note. So she goes back to the village and they're conversing with each other. Uh, this, this is, this is my note. Uh, this is like the boning party that she goes back to, right? Um, sure, I guess. Sorry, read your note. Carry my, on. Okay, my note is that there are no actual people in the world who talk like the people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the dialogue. Well, maybe he was movie. trying to be careful to not like... Maybe. Copy an accent or whatever, right? But yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I was... Well, okay. I mean the dialogue, we're, and let's also let's not even talk about hairstyles either. While you're at it, we're, we're going to get to the accents later. But just the dialogue that Zack Snyder wrote is awful. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Uh, yeah, I mean, I called it the boating party because the dude, the the village leader's like, yes, we're going like, we to celebrate the harvest, and everybody needs to go have sex. Everyone needs to go screw. Uh, hooray! <laughs> yeah, I like the way you said it better. That's good. You can I made it PG-13 for you, Josh. <laughs> What's interesting? Okay, so real briefly, like, do you think they he kind of wanted to make this an R-rated movie? Um, it's Zack gotta, Snyder, probably, yeah. There's got to be a cut where it's R-rated. He could have made it that if he wanted to fairly easily. I think so, too. That's why I'm like, there's a few scenes where I was like, hmm, he left some stuff on that editing floor there that would definitely take that to the next level. So here's the other, okay, here's, here's my next, this, and this goes back to, again, like, I feel like this world has no logical consistency at this point. So you see the dreadnought arrive with its faster than light transportation. Admiral Noble comes down, which is a stupid name. And yes, he does look like a commissar from Games Workshop. Yeah, yeah. And, or a Nazi. Um, oh, I forget that. Sure. They're, they're, they're the same. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 <laughs> Corporate wants <laughs> you to tell the difference is, between these two pictures. It is, yes. It's the same picture. 
Yes. And and so he comes to the village and he's like, you know, we've been so long chasing after this. We've run out of food. And now we need you, you humble farmers, to we're, we're going to take 10,000 bushels of your food. And like, I just have such a hard time with You're any like this. Th- this is the triggering incident. <laughs> yeah, like uh, this dreadnought does not have food stores or hydroponics or like we're on the other edge of the galaxy and we're going to have to provision from these dirt farmers who are using a horse plow. Like, (laughs) 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 this is, (laughs) I got to subscribe to these comment threads in the future because I, I didn't even give it this level of depth of thought, but that sigh was worth the price of admission because yeah, (laughs) your suspension, your suspension of disbelief was clearly offended. Not, not like destroyed, just like actively offended by this. <laughs> I, yes. I mean, it is offensive to me that, I, that this spacefaring people have to go to the dirt farmers and are like, Hey, we we're going to raid you for some food. I like, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's scenarios where this could happen, but you know, I don't know. It's okay, definitely so, leaning into the like. We want to be Roman history in space uh, a little yes, probably too it, hard. It had yeah. to that as well. Uh, so then the evil soldiers come down to, uh, you know, occupy the land. And how do we know they're evil? Because they want to attempted rape, rape the, the, the inhabitants of the village. And I guess my note on that is just, I'm, I'm kind of over such using an rape. exhausted trope. Yeah, I'm I'm over using rape to illustrate how evil these people are, especially from Zack Snyder and really male authors in general. You just don't really need to put rape in your story. Oh. Uh, I can neither argue with that point nor riff on it particularly because like that. Yeah, I just feel that same. It just feels lazy to me every time. Yes, agreed. So, Trevor, this might be a good point for you to. I'm not sure if I've ever watched Seven Samurai. Um, okay, well, but, well, let me let me clarify that I have not either. Okay, I've, cer- I've certainly seen multiple Magnificent Seven versions. Okay, this is so weird. I have. <laughs> okay, okay, interesting. I've only done it once. I've only watched it once because it's me. But like, I literally have watched that movie, so that's so crazy to me. Carry um, on. I mean, it's not that I wouldn't or wouldn't. I'm not interested. I am. Just, yeah, but I mean, you're like, never... it's just, it's stunning to me because it's like, you're the guy whose favorite, not favorite, I can't remember where Bridge Over River Kwai ranks, right? But to me, those are like... Oh, top three, probably. Right, and those are like colleagues of movies in terms of like, you know, era and like fame and, I mean, I, I actually think you would enjoy Seven Samurai quite a bit. Oh, I know I would. Yeah. The, so. the, the, the truth is, is that growing up, it, the difference is growing up, I didn't even know Seven Samurai existed, right? I knew I knew the Magnificent Seven. I did not know. At, growing up, I did not know that it was sourced from Seven Samurai. Okay. Okay, that that, that wasn't until I got older, right? Um, anyway, that's the only reason I act a little shocked. You know what I mean? I mean, it's fair. It's one of those movies that's always been on my list. It's just never had an opportunity to... I've never been in the movie rental place and seen, oh, there's Seven Samurai, let's grab it. Um, you know, it would be a matter of me going out and finding it and, and it hasn't always been available. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I don't have, um, a good excuse, um, honestly. Yeah. So, so, but, but, but the truth is, so is I've why, seen, oh, go ahead. I've you, seen multiple versions of, of Magnificent Seven multiple times. And, and it is a, a, the story of. Uh, the bad guys come to town. Um, there's one stranger in town who. I mean, um, even the Mandalorian uses this particular. Yeah, it's very right. tropey, and it's fine. Right. There's yeah. nothing wrong with this trope. Clearly, some of the best movies that have ever been made use this trope. However, going in, I was not sold a bill of goods that said you're watching Seven Samurai in space. Had I been sold that. I probably would have came in with slightly different expectations and I probably would have been sort of excited about it. Now I would have been let down. Sure. To be fair. Yeah, yeah. Right. 
but I think that the whole thing probably would have been a better if he just if he just stuck to Seven Samurai in space. This would be a better movie. So here's here's the part that and and I will admit that this sorry one more thing I will admit that about the time this rape scene happens um and when she goes um full super saiyan yeah uh, that's the point where i realized oh this is seven samurai in space right she this is off the um the bad guys the town folk say oh please help us that's the point where i was like oh really (laughs) so this is the mad libs that we wrote (laughs) the part here's here's my next big issue with this show is that it feels like the next phase of the show is assembling together a band of merry adventurers. And it feels like I have no logical reason or way of knowing why someone is going to join the party and why someone isn't. And so like there's, there's from the start, the, the robot who up to this point has been one of the most interesting characters, but for whatever reason does not join the adventuring party. Yeah. There is the soldier who's, you know, the, the soldier with the heart of gold who is resisting his rapey McRaperton superiors. Uh huh. Uh, he, he doesn't go. <laughs> oh man. I'm so glad I'm not the one who was like actively disappointed by this. But the first thief that she meets in the big city, she's like, oh, let me hitch my wagon to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not just any thief, just a random guy. And she's like, she's like, I'm going to put all of my trust into you for no apparent reason. Yes. So at this point, she puts all her trust in this person. Also, I at, at this point, I make the note, oh, <laughs> there's non-humans in this universe, and the bounty hunters are orcs from lord of the ring <laughs> so i know okay. yeah he had some potentially interesting non-human characters too right like the well i want to call it a mind flare but like the little dude that was like using a human body to communicate but was actually all tentacly mm-hmm. potentially interesting like you know just species character or whatever but all right carry on so the thief has joined the party my next note is the <laughs> The accents are all, all over the place, and I don't know what they're trying to accomplish with the thief's accent, but uh, it was really bad. Uh, next note after that, special effects are all over the place. There there were some points where it did, you're like, oh, this is kind of a cool-looking scene, and there's some points where you're like, oh, wow, what went wrong here? <laughs> uh, at least that was my opinion. So this is this is the point where there is Brian jumps in at some point in here, and this is a direct quote: "There is nothing new or unique in this show; it's all stolen from other IPs." <laughs> He's not wrong. I, I mean, I think the the fun it wouldn't be a drinking game; it would be a sober game. Wouldn't be to find something that disputes that uh, perceptive <laughs> sure, comment yeah. from Brian. Uh-huh. So then, I don't think that. So Brian didn't know going into this that this was a Zack Snyder show. Oh, he didn't? Was that wise? Um, Well, so we get to the scene where they're going to recruit Conan the Barbarian into their team. (laughs) And again, I don't know why Conan is joining their team, uh, but I guess it's in accordance with the prophecy. And so... I thought it was something, something vengeance. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. But there's, so there's this scene where he's like chasing a griffin and then he jumps off the cliff and it has like this shot of him with his muscles rippling and the sun behind him. And he jumps on the back of the griffin and it's the 300 scene, right? Yeah. It's the 300 scene. And Brian says, this shit is Zack Snyder, isn't it? This is my new favorite thing, Jay. That is amazing. <laughs> so uh, you're, 
here's here's my uh, thought about this scene. And I've seen other people as well complaining about the Griffin. And at first I'm like, like, okay, it's a Griffin. That's fine. I'm sorry. But But then I'm like, I'm like, man, he's done alien races all. I mean, we've seen plenty of alien races and strange things already. Like, why is it like whole hog? Just, you know, Buckbeak. Well, why is it not slightly different? Buckbeak. <laughs> it is. It looks exactly I'm like not, it. I'm not arguing with you. You're not wrong. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I just don't understand why why he's gone to all this effort on everything else to make it, to steal ideas from, well, okay, never mind. I guess I just answered my own question. He was busy stealing and he stole Buckbeak. There you go. Yep, you're right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so then they go and they add the Asian sword fighter into their party. Again, no idea why. Well, I mean, cool cybernetic. Yeah, because he's like, whatever, let right? me grab. Let me. He 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 took a hat, right? He took a top hat. He wrote tropes on a piece of paper. He tossed all the tropes in the hat and he pulled one out. He's like, I'm doing Seven Samurai. Might as well have a sword fighting Asian. Sure, and and and. You meet her and and she fights and kills the spider and and it's during this that her red lightsabers come out. <laughs> yes, and pulls the next thing out. He's like, "Oh, lightsabers!" Yeah, yeah. And so one. my note for that one is red lightsabers, of course. Um, they're <laughs> called laser swords. I don't actually know what they're called. <laughs> and okay, so here's the next note from Brian. Uh, this isn't isn't an exact quote, but just a, a summary of his thought. So he assumed that this must have been an adaptation grim. of a source. Oh, of like an existing property. Yes. No, it might actually be good if it done oh, that. Oh my right. gosh! True. The disappointment yes, he must is, have felt. This the reason why he said that is it felt to him as though you know how there's some movies where they're adapting a book. And it feels like everything is rushed because they have to get to all the plot points that were in the book and no scene is fleshed out. Nothing has time to breathe. And he's like, this is, this is how this movie feels. There's, it must be adapted from something because there, it's just running from one thing to another. And I'm like, well, dear, I'm sorry, but this is, Mm -hmm. this is original original screenplay written with two other people. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm curious on your guys' comments. Does did do you have did you have a similar feeling on the movie that um I don't know that I paid attention to the pacing enough to get that feeling. Um because I was too busy being like blasted in the face with everything else. So it never um, it never occurred to me that the pacing was Oh. No, I definitely felt that way, Jay. Like, I, I, I really like the way you described it in terms of nothing had room to breathe. I, I am worried that uh, we're going to run out of time before I, I... And you guys probably already knew this. I didn't realize how much this was the case, but, like, this dude loves slow motion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. He, wow. He slow motion, every, everywhere. twirl kicks, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, wow. So... Um, then the blood axes join everyone's right at this point, And it's like, Oh, Hey, we got betrayed. Wow. This is shocking. I can't believe that the, the thief, thief with no connection that we randomly had joined betrayed us. And then, you know, there's the, the climax of the show. <laughs> and my, my final, my final note, uh, noble does his, uh, you know, sci-fi phone call with the region and uh my note on that scene is just like one last awful atrocious accent for the road before we go (laughs) (laughs) amazing anyway uh those were my notes what did uh what jumped out at you guys let's see i said my slow motion thing i said my imperium of man thing yeah, man, I, I just am agreeing with I, uh, with Brian, his comment, and maybe I'll be slightly biblical about it, but there is nothing new under the sun, and this movie wanted to prove it, like, <laughs> to the extreme. Listen, I don't, 
I don't mind. It's it's not about rehashing ideas in my mind, right? Because there's you're right. There there's nothing new under the sun for the most part. You see the same stuff rehashed, but that doesn't make it bad. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have tropes that I love to have retold to me. Uh, yes. Over and I over again. I already said it. I would love Seven Samurai in space. But done this well. Is done well. Yeah, yeah. There's there's that part of the problem here. So I am curious if if you were to make like a top three list of ways to fix Rebel Moon, what would what would be on your list? Oh gosh, you're putting us on the spot a little. Well, bit. I mean, honestly, Jay, like I feel like the biggest disappointment um, was the lack of reason for the party to come together because, like that scene where the the Heart of Gold soldier and the robot don't come along for whatever reason, and you know start to build sort of tension and you know have this camaraderie you know that was a complete lost opportunity it was a like it it, uh, that's that's to me where the multiverse branches and like from there you could have built a good story and you could have even picked up some of these other characters not conan frankly but like uh you know what i mean and like maybe actually the thief you would have picked up the thief because the robot had something in his database about him you know or like i don't know it's just like go on trevor i was gonna say i i actually don't mind the um the i don't know what to call him if he's native american or whatever the the conan character i I like him i actually he's not one of the ones that i dislike as far as being i don't like the way they added him to the party um and i and maybe that's what i don't like that you might be right trevor there but and 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 I, I think that maybe they did themselves a little bit of a disservice by <coughs> both of these were now knowing now that they're both filmed at the same time and the new ones like the next the next movies coming out next month. I it's thought soon. it was April, but I could be wrong. Okay, you so it's it's but point being is they're doing themselves a disservice by putting these so far apart because I think that the robot and the the soldier of the heart of gold will be in the group of the seven samurai when the battle at the town happens because oh because i see because the, they stayed right the the tropes are still here that the thing's still going to happen i i do agree that it's sort of odd that they didn't go with the party to go find them but um anyway it would be less of a sin if you got the whole story at once and the, and you didn't feel like left holding the bag like two of the Strung characters along yeah as yeah. Jay mentioned, the most interesting character that we have met thus far, the robot, would not be a bit part anymore. Just because there was some period of the movie where you don't see him, you, you throw in the second act or the third act or whatever you want to call it when he is important again, which I'm sure is going to happen. See, and I, I'm still dying to know, like, was the robot, like, were they trying to imply that, um, you know, the, the dear sweet lady who avoided uh, being deflowered is, like, the princess reborn or... You know what I mean? Like, oh, I like ex- yeah, I it could so. seem that way. And oh, you do? I, maybe they'll explore that plot point later. I don't know. Right. It, but the, like, it did like there was some there was it definitely seemed like he was doing something with, you know, there's a magical princess. Yeah. And yeah. She's been reborn. Here and she can she can resurrect people. Uh, so she probably if, resurrected if, herself. We should do predictions, because if that's true, he will have caught me off guard at least a little bit. Cool. Okay. Like, well, that's my prediction then. Because I I did not give him that much credit. I totally thought, oh, you know, this is a that after that scene was over, I thought that was it was all set up for the rape scene and that, that it had nothing more, nothing less. It was just a opportunity for the robot to have a reason, right? That there was nothing. I didn't. I did not give Zach any additional credit. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is I think the reason is. Um, that she's like a reborn, the reborn princess or whatever. Like, okay, well, if that's true, I will like that plot point. I don't, I'm not going to call it well done, but I'm going to say that I'm, I, I will be surprised pleasantly when, when the, I, I honestly, am I even going to watch this movie? I, I, I'm curious yes, at this point, right? I'm going to watch it. Yes. There's, there's no scenario where you're not going to watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> gosh dang it. <laughs> Netflix I mean, I am now going to watch this movie just so that I can subscribe to another episode of <laughs> Jane Bryan's comments. I'm not sure if this I'm going to be able to talk no, Brian listen, into hate I, watching. How can I bribe Brian to do yeah, it? Yeah, what do we got to do? This is 
this is some of the this is dank dune meme level quality content <laughs> this is like some of my favorite stuff ever i'm not pretending like it's not i i feel like if my my top wishes for this would be like do some world building where there's like logical consistency in your world create characters that have motivations and that follow coherently those motivations you know i don't know it feels like this is some pretty basic stuff but it feels like it didn't happen so yeah did you see sucker punch i think you're asking way too much from zach i did i did watch <laughs> sucker punch i don't know why I was so I, excited I think, for Sucker Punch. We saw it in the I, theater. I was so pumped because the previews I, were so amazing. I think the reason why I saw Sucker Punch was because it came out right after Watchmen, and I liked Watchmen, and I was like, oh, I should watch another movie by this guy. I a fool. Mm. <laughs> the, the previews had me pumped. The previews were amazing for Sucker Punch. Yeah, I was so excited. Well, um, it'll be exciting when we uh, do do this again <laughs> please chime in let us know what you guys thought of uh rebel moon and all the ways that we were wrong <laughs> there are many awesome um so we're, what are you doing today trevor nothing Flying why currently. did we wake up at 6 30 <laughs> i thought you said you had because his body's used to that now that's why it's true i was like how can we get this over with early Really, it's my fault. You know, I put this on Trevor. Um, so the things I'm doing is watching playoffs today. And um, um, I have my children have a bunch of things going on. I don't really have anything specific, but my children have a ton of things going on. Um, so I was trying to do this in a time period which doesn't interfere with all <laughs> things. But me, myself, I have nothing. I, <laughs> I plan on um, going and practicing uh Civ six so that I can crush my child and make him mm, cry. Yes, important. Good, good. Yes. Um, and that's about it. Um, Josh, real quick, as you are looking stuff up uh, for planning the your trip. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if your wife gave you. Did your wife give you my recommends? Uh, Grand Californian or Weston. Yeah. I remember her saying that. Is there more than that in terms of recommends? Um, I would probably try to, well, for your flight, I'd try to book the one where you get into LAX or John Wayne at around 9 a.m. Okay. Um, if you're going Delta, I'm assuming. Um, and yeah, the, if you, if you just, so Brian and I are staying at the ground with our timeshare points. If you decide to, that you guys want to stay there, that's when you probably do want to have me book. Okay. Um, because I'll be able to get you like VIP check in and I'll also be able to get access to the hotel lounge, which they normally charge like 400 bucks a day for that. But I would be able to get it to you for free. Um, remind me also it's, you guys are there from when to when we get there one day before you. Right. Um, and sorry, we, let me pull it up again real quick. Um, we're going to arrive on the 21st and leave on the 25th. Okay. Um, and obviously the 22nd to 25th is totally a pretty good trip. Um, the Westin is a pretty nice hotel. If you decide you want to stay there, um, it's a farther walk, obviously than the grand, but it's a pretty big price drop as well. So and you don't get the lounge. Okay. They have a lounge if you're, if you have Marriott status. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, but yeah, other than that, let me know if you have any questions or anything. Okay. We'll do. Um, what, uh, when do we want to try to record before Wednesday afternoon? Uh, Sunday night is probably, it, could we do Sunday night? That would be pretty doable for me. I think that depends on how late you define night for Trevor. No, um, I have, it's a federal holiday on Monday. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Which is hilarious because I still work as a. Because of course that it's day, not but, a state yeah. holiday. Because I know. I know. LOL, Idaho. <laughs> um, I have my my normal um D and D night that night, but we're usually finished by nine thirty, and I'm usually home by ten. Oh, so. that would be yeah. That time it would be spot on then. 
So if we wanted to record at 10 o'clock Sunday night, um, I would be, that would work perfectly for me. Okay. That'll be fine. Um, I have, I'll, I'll be sure to give a kiss and a hug to teammate Sean and Carl wherever, when I see them on Thursday. Very good. From you guys. Oh, that's where you're going as Adepticon? No, I'm, I, just I have, going to Chicago. I have talked the three of them into coming to Disneyland. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Hijinks will ensue. Uh, Tony just actually quit his job, and he did. Yeah, so this will be a bit of a celebration party. He's like, uh, he he did like super well with like a stock offering with the company or something like that, and so he's like uh-huh. set for life essentially. Jeez, um, but that's awesome. He. Uh, he, I think he's going to work again, but he, he quit. He liked his job before, but he quit it because he felt like his boss was uneth- unethical. And so he's like, well, I'm going to not participate in that. <laughs> so what a concept. Yeah. Crazy. Well, gentlemen, thank you. You bet. Have a great day. Bye guys. So your, yep. your daughter's, Bye. your daughter's doing a meet today. It was yesterday. We just, we stayed down in, um, the meet was in Layton, so then we went and stayed with our daughter and Logan. So it's kind of like a little mini oh, family cool. reunion going yeah. on. So, <sighs> all, all right. right, see you guys later. Sounds good. See Bye. you. Bye.